Amber Heard and her fucking oh. dude. Where did she get her hair done uh, in Atlantis? Like they have a hair salon where they can underwater make your hair dude, fucking pink. Come on, man. You know, almost all the best shampoo in the market has algae and, and seaweed in it. You know that. Yeah, but it doesn't make your hair red. Ariel's hair looks nice and red in Little Mermaid. Oh, she's a cartoon, man. Yeah. Well, so is this. <laughs> if only. Friday in the Garage. I'm Corey Culp. I'm Freddie Woff. This is Kickstart uh, for May 25th. It's Memorial Day. Memorial Day. What are you remembering today? <laughs> I'm gonna re- I'm gonna remind you of some movies that suck and you shouldn't watch them ever. I'm gonna give you three things you'll never want to see again, <laughs> or should never see again. But if, you know, if you're like me, it's like that whole thing where you, it's a challenge. I'm like, oh, don't ever watch it. It sucks. I'm like, ooh, really? Maybe I should watch that. I mean, sometimes I like movies that suck that, you know, most people, because I can't, I, I try to find, you know, if a movie is playing it straight, and it's just bad and unintentionally funny. I can enjoy that sometimes right. as to where like when movies are just bad because they don't know they're bad. Yeah. You know, a bad movie that knows it's bad. It, I, I'm totally down with, but a movie that takes itself way too serious and it's just dreadful. Okay, so I'm actually going to do a little bit of a twist on this whole thing. I'm going to recommend uh, some things. Well, see some things that I was told never to watch because it wasn't good. They weren't good. And I'm also going to mention some things that I saw this week that um, you shouldn't watch, but don't take that as a challenge. And don't blame me when it sucks because, you know, that's how it is. Yeah, I'm I'm in. I'll follow suit. I had never seen Killing Them Softly until last night. And I was told by a few people, not you, but a few people, it's, it's terrible. It's it's nonsensical. It's just a bunch of, you know, you know, uh, scenes from plays all shot on film and shoved into a movie. They have no real tie to each other. And like, I that. So I saw it. I watched it. Uh, it. It's on it's on Netflix right now. And well, it's been there for a while. Honestly, it's actually come and gone quite a bit. But it's been in my watch folder for a while. So I got into watching it after Joey went to bed. Could be watched. Uh, Birds of Prey together, but we won't crack that egg since we did that earlier. I loved it. Yeah. I thought some of the some of the imagery in it was so amazing. Some For 2012, there's lots of shots in there that I'd never seen in a new movie before, some of which I haven't seen since. I am going to spoil some stuff here if you haven't seen the movie yet. And it's fair if you haven't because I hadn't, <laughs> and I like movies. So when Ray Liotta's gets gets executed oh yeah i thought that was just the whole scene it wasn't just just the pull up it was the car crash it was everything i was like dude i've never seen a car crash like that before where i was just like i bought it and for somebody that got one you know four months ago i it feels very real to me it was as a whole i thought the cast was ridiculous i mean you you're watching this you go oh whoa, he's in this too whoa he's in this too whoa he's in this also yeah Ben Mendelsohn plays a great junkie. 
Brad Pitt, of course, is he's a, I mean, he's a hitman, but he's more of a philosophical hitman. Yeah, philosophical hitman, or maybe a coordinator in Hitman Second. He's only he only hits when he has to. Right. He's like a big boss. Yeah. As a whole, I really liked it. Uh, like I said, um, thankfully on Netflix, they're showing improper aspect ratio because I think a movie like this would have failed with me if I wasn't able to see it properly. Oh yeah, man, you totally yeah, exactly. It, uh, it it's very impactful. Like the, I mean, the frames, the framing in that movie is beautiful. It's one of the things I love about it. Production designer, I think her name was Patricia Norris. I think that's who did it. But I think she also was the costume designer. Um, on the, and they shot that down in Louisiana. Uh, yeah, man. What a, I love that movie. Yeah. Again, people told me, oh, it's terrible. Blah, 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 and then I watched it and I was like, well, very good. You were wrong. Yeah. I agree with you 100%. Yeah, it was It was definitely one that I was told never to watch. But, I, you know, I take that as a challenge sometimes. <laughs> I mean, I was I didn't add it to my watch folder on Netflix until somebody told me it wasn't good. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I need to see it then. Uh, sometimes when people tell me something isn't good, I normally especially if somebody I know who I know whose tastes I know and I know that they are generally the opposite of me. If they tell me it wasn't good, then I'm probably going to enjoy it because I'm usually like stuff that they don't like and vice versa. But no, I really liked it, liked it a lot and not to watch it again right away, but cause it is kind of a, it's a heavy movie, obviously. Yeah, man, it's a slow burn too. Yeah. And that end, the ending is so good. Have you seen it? Are you a fan of the assassination of Jesse James? I am. I don't want to say I'm a fan of it. I I, I think I've seen it once, and I I haven't really, you know, gone through it all the way. And and you know, I know I, I think I probably need to go back again after this because I mean, Andrew, Andrew. I mean, how many years in between for the two? Uh, I don't know. That there was that. I mean, but no, they, those was, two movies were made fairly, you know, within like three years. Yeah, they they're pretty like, much on top of each other. And and another. I, I think another reason why maybe I kind of was hesitated on seeing killing was because I, maybe I wasn't completely enamored of Jesse James. Um, yeah. It's not for everybody, man. It's a, it's like a Malick movie, you know, it's some people love them. I mean, it's just, I, to me, it's like, you know, it's lyrical and it's really a good looking, beautiful movie, but I understand why people wouldn't like it. Uh, you know, there's, there's a Malick movies that I can't watch because I don't think they're good. <laughs> They make nice coffee table books. That's yeah, you know, great. You put it in a book, and I'll 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 browse it and leave it on my coffee table, and you know, look at it every now and again. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> it's on Netflix now, and I'm sure it'll be at least through the end of the month. And I I think it came up back up again in May at the beginning of the month. I think I don't think it was uh, there in April. Hopefully, it sticks yeah, around. Yeah, I think a bit it long. rolled because I think it rolled up. Yeah, I think you're right. I think May because it rolled into my like suggestions again yeah you know or actually maybe in my watch again portion all right uh, you know i I love by the way i love when amazon tells you to hey watch this again i'm like dude i literally just watched that like yesterday uh, yeah (laughs) what do you ask me to watch it again for yeah sometimes i think their algorithms are getting bumps from studios you know it's like hey watch this again you know it's kind of like uh watch this yeah watch this give us some money Give us some money. We'll tell people to watch this. This is Facebook ads now. Google right? sent Google sense. <laughs> Stupid. Well, here's something that I watched that I would, uh, I'm going to start with something I watched again, that if you haven't seen it, you should totally watch it. 
Or actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna go reverse of you. I'm gonna go with something that I watched, which I'd never seen, uh, but you know, uh, people had talked about it. And then I was like, finally, I saw it on Tubi, and I was like, oh, you know what? I'll give it a shot. Uh, and then I wish I would just. I mean, I would have had to take 20 shots to even continue to watch it. I shut it off after <laughs> 35 minutes. But it was a Double Dragon. Oh right, from 1994. Right. Uh, what a piece of shit. Uh huh. Um, Scott Wolf. Uh huh. Robert Patrick, uh-huh. Alyssa Milano, and, uh-huh. and others. <laughs> but what a terrible movie. I'm sorry. If there's people out there that love it, I, I don't get it. I mean, maybe I should have seen it when I was 24. Uh, but man, I couldn't sit through it. It was terrible. It's like, it's almost like a Power Rangers movie, but not even that cool. Oh, no. And, and don't forget. Uh, Mark yeah. Descazos. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Or Descanzos, <laughs> Descasos, however you say his name. Yeah, that's fair enough. Quite forgettable. Yeah. Uh, it was not a good, it's just not a good movie, man. I like, uh, it, I can't even, I can't even describe one sequence of the 35 minutes of it I watched. I'm looking at my Tubi uh, homepage right now and it, it it's in there like, keep watching. <laughs> and I'm like, no, probably not. Uh, so that's where I would start. What a miss, I mean, what a missed opportunity. I mean, I feel like, you know, it seems like it's just kind of slammed together as cheap as possible back in the day. Sure. Um, you know, I remember digging Mortal Kombat, but I don't know if I could watch that now. Um, I think that's Paul W.S. Anderson, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I remember that, that's kind of why I watched Double Dragon. I'm like, oh, well, Mortal Kombat was better than I thought it would be. But then again, that's been 20 years. So, yeah, this is a movie I would say, uh, you know, if you haven't seen it, don't and if you do like it well it's on Tubi for free so go for it thing is it's directed by james yukich and he he's known for basically doing long form music videos yeah like jeff beckett live at hollywood bowl a couple years ago he did that bruce willis special the bruno one oh right yeah the return of bruno the return of bruno and he does a whole bunch of stuff but i think this is the only feature film he did and probably- yeah, I can see why he should probably <laughs> he should probably just stick the long form video. Uh, but I mean everything. I, I mean he's got, and I'm kidding. He's got 216 director credits, and I'm just like I said, I'm just scrolling through it, man. And it's all live stuff, you know. He even did Debbie Gibson's Out of the Blue tour video, man. 1987. Yeah, yeah. I first, like it. First thing he ever did. Ready for this? Kenny Rogers and Sheena Easton. We got tonight. We got tonight, babe. Yeah. Who doesn't like that? That was yeah. the Bob Seger version. Yeah. <laughs> they like the same year. Let's listen to this rundown the same year of music videos he did. Bowie's Modern Love. Genesis, That's All. Kim Carnes, Invisible Hands. Okay, I'm, first two are awesome. I don't, I don't know that I know the Invisible Hands. Yeah. Uh, Iron Maiden's Flight of Icarus. Yeah, good one. And Kenny Rogers and Sheena Easton. Yeah, four out of five ain't bad. But dude, he's all over the place. Iron Maiden, he did... Uh, he did Dancing in Berlin. Now it's my turn next year. Uh, he did the Philip Bailey and Phil Collins Easy Lover. So, oh if, yeah, Nissy. If you're I'm liking this guy now, right? If you scroll through his stuff, it's all Phil. Col- he did all of Phil Collins solo stuff. He did all the Genesis stuff. Everything. He even directed uh, Tonight, Tonight, Tonight. About well, that. There you have it. Yeah. The same year they did Return of Bruno. And yeah. And of course the the spinoff of Return of Bruno. Uh, Bruce Willis says, respect yourself. Yeah. Respect <laughs> yourself. <laughs> respect yourself and don't ever watch that video. 
Right. Ah. Fantastic. Well, hey, man, no, no offense to him because I love all I love all that stuff. But this movie, I didn't love it. And uh, I would say, you know, if you haven't seen it, you don't need to. Yeah. But it's free on Tubi if you want. If you so want. There you go. That's the best. That's my best recommendation. All right. Speaking of free streaming, I'm going stepping up to the plate with my double dragon for the week. Ironically, it's got the word double in it also. And it's called Double Team. Now, we've talked about it. <laughs> we yes, talked, we have. Uh, briefly. Uh, I don't know if it made it into an episode when we did uh, Nowhere to Run, but this is a, a wonderful piece of shit uh, with Jean-Claude Van Damme and none other than Mr. Dennis Rodman. Now, if you saw the TV ads for this or the trailer for this or hell, the, any of the art for the movie, you'd think, oh, my gosh, these guys are like chained to the hip the whole movie. No, they are not. They meet each other very briefly in the beginning, and all of a sudden, it it just turns into a, a I don't know, man. You don't see Dennis Rodman in a movie for like 25, 30, 40 minutes. I forgot how long it went. I can't, I'm trying to remember how much of it I watched too, because I kind of pulled a double dragon and I didn't finish watching it because it was terrible. Yep. It's so, so bad. You know, a movie's got to be really bad that I can't even keep watching because it's so bad. I, I rarely, I rarely turn things off. I'm trying to find something good in it, but I'm like, all right, at least I'll, maybe I'll just laugh through this. I was too busy going, what is going on? Where are they? What is this island? What is this like lost now? Is he, is he in purgatory? Is, I don't right. know. What is going on? It kind of falls into like, I feel like there was like we had talked during the nowhere to run. There, there's the, you know, Jean-Claude had two things that they kept just going back to. One was prison. <laughs> put Jean-Claude in the prison and let's have fights. And then the other one was they would put him on some island and it was kind of a knockoff of Enter the Dragon. And I don't, I think this one was like, Maybe the worst of those Enter the Dragon kind of because it's not even really all of that right. I mean, I I barely does doesn't he fight Mickey Rourke in some giant Roman gladiator coliseum and Mickey's got like the in sync um, lined up goatee around his jawline, which uh, I you know and he looks like he looks like a professional wrestler. He's like giant. I didn't get that far. Oh well, lucky you. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's just all I remember. I don't remember, I, I can't remember any of I don't even remember how he meets Dennis Rodman. And, and wasn't Rodman playing in the NBA? So maybe they only had him for like two days. <laughs> well, yeah, they meet each other in the beginning because he's going on assignment to go after Mickey Rourke. Right. And he needs weapons. And that's the first time he meets them. And the next time you see him, it's like he's escaped the island and he's like, they're trying to get stuff. And he's like, oh, you're dead. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on, man? Yeah. And he has one of those shitty names too. Jack Quinn and Dennis Robbins character's name is Yaz. Yes. And I love Mickey Rourke character, Stavros. Stavros. <laughs> what is what am I watching? Isn't um, Stavros like a villain from a James Bond movie? Like one of those 80s James Bonds movies? Sure. Isn't, Stav- isn't Stavros the dove in Free Your Eyes Only? Probably. He's the guy who killed Melina's parents, the yeah. Cubans at the beginning. Yeah, and I liked I liked that Paul Freeman oh, the was Greeks, in- I'm sorry. I wanted to like it more because Paul Freeman, you know, I really want to like it more, but no. Yeah. It's poop. Right. Don't watch yeah. it. It's if you really want to subject yourself to a double billing of double team and double dragon, one's on Tubi and one's on Pluto. And all it's going to do is cost you some time and your sanity. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Edible up, drink up, whatever. Go for it. Let's just put it this way. 
to explain what kind of Jean-Claude movie this is, we've, and we've talked about two different kinds of movies for Jean-Claude, like you just explained, but one that you know is 100% a Jean-Claude movie built around him is he has a montage where he does a lot of stretching. Yep. And splits. He does this whole thing where he's leaning against the wall, stretching his, like, what does this have to do with anything? At least it was kind of, it made sense. He was trying to limber up for, right. you know, he's training so he could escape the island. How do you think it's written in the script? <laughs> Jean-Claude calisthenic montage. Yeah, just one single line of Jean-Claude stretching. Yeah. Goodness. Oh, good Lord. It was, it was so well, I'll scratch that off my revisit list. Uh, because just talking about it made me want to vomit. Yeah, a it's a mini better remembered, but I don't I don't even now that I think about it, I don't think I ever saw it. I would have remembered it. I, usually a movie I've seen before, I can watch it all the way through, but I couldn't. I couldn't. So I'm like, I must not have seen it before. Yeah, I want to. I so desperately want to talk about the other movie, but that's our next episode, so I'm not going to. Right. Um, <laughs> well, I'm going to give you now. I'm going to give you one that I did enjoy. Um, oddly enough, uh, I watched Solo <laughs> with Solo. Mario Van Peebles. There, be very clear not, about what. Yeah. Yes, not Solo, Young Han Solo, but Solo, as in El Solo Lobo, the Lone Wolf, or Solo meaning one. Or solo meaning cup. Uh, anyway, Marvin Peebles as a super soldier who takes his face from Michael Jordan. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, it was, dude, it is such a trashy, fun movie. Um, again, and I kind of think they knew what they were making, but it's actually got a good cast. I mean, you got, you got Van Peebles. So, you know, whatever you think of Marvin Peebles, I like him. I always thought he was funny, um, whether he's in a good movie or a bad movie. But it's also got Adrian Brody. Um pre-Oscar winning Adrian Brody. It's got Bill Sadler, um, probably somewhere after Die Hard 2 and Shawshank, but before um, Roseanne. <laughs> right. Or maybe, I don't know. I don't. I can't remember when his career, you know, I just remember pieces. I always remember he's solid. And then Barry Corbin's in it. And then, they're, dude, they just go crazy. They must have shot this like in Mexico or South America somewhere because they're doing some super dangerous shit. <laughs> Right. And I'm sure some stuntmen got clipped by some of these uh, swinging trees and things. But yeah, I mean, if you want to see a mindless goofball kind of version of um, a movie that we're going to talk about on our podcast, mm -hmm. Solo's not, Solo's it. Solo is like, God, now I've ruined it, dude. Damn it. Did you though? No, not really. But Solo is fun. Uh, and it's on Tubi for free. So, you know, if it's a movie that I had seen once long ago. And I was like, you know what? Maybe it's good. And now I will watch The Protector with Mario Van Peebles, which is also on Tubi. Yay. So there's my good and my bad. Oh, I got to add one little thing. Uh, last Kickstart, we were talking about the Unhinged trailer coming out and how it's it, the plan is to get released as the new Universal title going out in the wild. Um, once we're allowed to go back in theaters, well, uh, I, I lied. <laughs> I totally misspoke. Uh, I said universal a lot, <laughs> but it is not universal. It's solstice studios and it's not, it, it is not universal. Correct. It's nothing to do with the universal. I think maybe the word unhinged, the un in there, maybe kind of like lock into universal for some dumb reason, but it may be because, uh, Russell's done so many universal movies. I don't know. Could be. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. Well, now we've made it right. I've retracted. We've never, we never retract shit. We just pretend like, hey, look, do those. Like we didn't say it. Right. Those, those, those 12 people get over it. <laughs>
But since we're, you know, you have a tie of the movie, I felt like, you know, riding the ship kind of thing. Of course, it wasn't noticed that I said that like three times until after it was already out. So we couldn't. Yeah, man, that. I didn't notice you'd said it until I listened to the show. So, um, yeah, but it's all good. Yeah. Solstice. It's the first feature from uh, Solstice Studios. So they got some fun stuff lined up too. And since we're already there, you know, Robert Rodriguez has, is, is I think the next one, the pipe for them, right? Yeah. yeah. No, hit, that hit. thing was, that thing was supposed to start shooting this month in right. at Santa Clarita Studios, I believe. Oh, they're shooting that up here. Really? I think so. They got Rodriguez to come out to California to shoot. Oh, Somehow. Wow. Yeah. wow. Impressed. Yeah. Yeah. The movie's hypnotic with Robert Rodriguez and Ben Affleck. It's not hypnotic. <laughs> no depends on how you look at it if it, you know, if it had a k on the end instead of a c oh right right <laughs> my bad uh yeah so that would that's gonna start ben affleck hopefully i'll get going and that stays intact because that one that's that sounds fun and it's right in rodriguez's you know wheelhouse for the kind of movie he would do you know i, I liked alita a lot uh, and i know it's that's it, a big it was a big deal for him to come back and make a studio movie because he's one of the reasons he went back to Texas is because he didn't want to play the TGA system and you don't blame him, but the guy's done, he's such an auteur that he knows every facet of filmmaking and he can do it all. He can write, he can direct, stands in front of the camera once in a while, but not much. Um, he composes his own scores. He edits. I mean, he does everything but visual effects and he's pretty spectacular and is a fucking amazing cook too. If you've ever seen any of his 10 minute, he has 10 minute film schools on all of his DVDs, but he also has 10 minute film uh, cooking schools, excuse me, on most of them. And they're pretty great. And it's usually tied to something he did in the movie. Like Alita, they did. If you see the chocolate bar that she eats in the movie, he actually, he created the mold for that chocolate bar and everything like that. And he got really big into being a chocolatier at one point during production and after production. And if you see uh, the chef show, you see them doing a little bit of the chocolate work when Favreau and Chef Roy stop by, uh, Stuff by El Paso. Where the hell does he live again? Is he in, the is he in Austin? Austin, dude. In Austin. Austin. I said El Paso like a big dumbass. There it is. There's, there's my El uh, Paso. I, I'm retracting that now. Or I just. It's because you were listening to Marty Robbins in your car. <laughs> I love Marty Robbins. Yeah, who doesn't? A you lot know of, who doesn't love Marty Robbins? Liars. <laughs> Deaf people. <laughs> Deaf or dead people. <laughs> right. So yeah, Solstice Studios has a lot of cool things coming up, and I'm hoping. The world gets back to normal, at least to the point where you can start making movies. Because now I have to ask a question. Okay. Part of their lineup, and as, as announced, of course, because nothing, the only thing that they've shot at all is unhinged. And so uh, everything else is in pre production or at least in, in, in an out state. But one of them is split second. Are they remaking the Rucker Hauer movie? Uh, I don't think it's, I don't think it's that split second. I don't know. I'd have to look at the log line, but I don't. Yeah, they're not saying anything. They're just saying an unknown plot at this point, unless it's unless it says it on IMDb Pro, which I'm currently not logged into, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think so. I think I might have asked that question when I was uh, when I was working on Unhinged, uh, because I, you know, like when I saw it, I I think I may have asked someone that question, and I want to say either they laughed or they had no idea of what Rutger Hauer split second was, which is a shame. Yeah, man. It's one of the better Rutger Hauer movies from the 90s. Right. Well, we covered Eraser last week. And and one of the things we talked about with that was Schwarzenegger did like a five or six year period in the 90s where he just made something that would be straight to streaming services, quite honestly, right now, if it was made today. 
and okay, they're not good and they're not even mediocre. They're not even, they're not even run of the mill. It's just like you put all these people and cost all this money and this is all you got. Well, uh, I'm bringing this up because Rucker Howard did something like that, but his movies were under the radar and they were all good. Yeah. You know, and we talked, we, we covered one of them already. We covered blind fury, but the other one was split second, dude. I love, I love split second. I think oh, it, yeah. it's just, you know, he kind of like has a fun tongue in cheek aspect because the tone of the movie is, looks very much like blade runner as far as the, the, the production design and everything on it, but it is something you're not expecting. I mean, not at all. The dude just lives off of coffee and donuts. That's all he consumes. He, and they allude to it quite a bit that he never sleeps. That's all he, he just functions off of donuts and coffee. That's it. And I don't want to say any more about it because boy, if it's out there right now, if I don't know, is it playing anywhere? Uh, it was on Amazon. It's on Prime. Is I it watched on, it on Prime. Yeah, absolutely. Really? It's on Prime now. I mean, it's got our, uh, you know, who else is in the movie you might have forgotten about is Michael J. Pollard. Oh, yeah. We talked about a few months ago when he passed away. And Pete Postlewaite and Kim Cattrall. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's a movie that, uh, you know, I love that movie. And I, I saw it when it came out. And, uh, I you know, it was a it was a 90s video rental back when there was still 2020 video. <laughs> right. Uh, and Hollywood video. My brother and I watched it many times. Yeah, that. And also, I'm a big fan of Surviving the Game, another yeah. 90s Rutger Hauer um Movie that a lot, you know, people that know know, and then other people have probably never heard of it. Yeah, uh, it's it put second came out in ninety two, so I think this was the first thing he did after Blind Fury. Probably right. It's on Tubi, also. If you need to see it on Tubi. Oh, is it? Yep. Ah. According to Google. But who well, knows? there you go. I mean, I, I it, don't. How about this? Don't just go into it. Even if a thumbnail comes up, just hit play. Don't even hesitate. Just hit go and watch it because. Yeah, you don't want to give it. Yeah, it's definitely on Prime, one hundred percent. I'm just double checking it. It's it's something I, I I had no idea what to expect with it. It wasn't a very expensive movie either. It was on like seven million, something like that. Right. Oh, you know what? I think maybe did he did he do did he do Dark Angel or I Come in Peace in between? I think I Come in Peace became in between Blind Fury and then this because it was there was like this. There was like three, but I come in pieces in Rucker Hauer, so no, it doesn't matter. It's still fun. I'm talking about. <laughs> I was yeah. gonna. I was like going. Did I miss him in that movie? <laughs> no, no, you didn't. I just am fucking crazy. I think maybe uh, I should look, consult the internet more. I'm just riffing because I, for some reason, I thought Brian Ben Ben was in one of those, and I guess he's in I Come in Peace, and he's yeah. not in yeah. Dark Angel. Dark Angel, man, it's on Prime right now. Oh yeah, just just Rucker, dude. He like he killed it. Here we are, kind of. We need to just get back to doing that thing we talked about doing before and yeah. doing our retrospect on it because I feel like every time we turn around, his name comes up. Right. We've only and we've only talked about Blind Fury. We got lots to talk about. Yep. I also got uh, two other quick things that are on uh, Tubi and maybe Amazon Prime too. Uh, if you haven't seen them, just quick watches. I'm not going to say good, bad, or ugly. They're just things you should check out. Uh, one of them is Steve Buscemi's Trees Lounge, which I forgot how what a great what a great time that movie is. It's uh, you know, it's probably not for everybody, but I really like it. And Vincent Gallo's Buffalo 66, <laughs> which I have mixed feelings about. I mean, I think I liked it more the first time I saw it because it was kind of, you know, fresh and it was the time. All every Almost every movie was like that. Um, but it's still fucking what a weird, trippy movie to watch. All of it doesn't work anymore for me, but uh, there's still some really fun stuff in it. I don't know if you've seen either one of them, but they're both on Tubi. And I think if I'm looking at 
it looks like Trees Lounge is on Prime, and maybe uh, maybe uh, Buffalo sixty six is as well. But there's a couple other oddball things you could watch because I don't think we'll ever cover them on the show because they're not really the kind of movies we cover. But they are kind of you know interesting. Uh, not run-of-the-mill movies, uh, you know, if people are looking for something different to watch. Good. So you want to follow us on social media, follow Corey on Twitter at Corey Cope or the official at Karate Pod or on Letterboxd at Corey underscore Cope. If you want to follow Freddie, you can follow me at Raven Shattuck on Twitter, Rock and Roll at 33 on your Instagram, and Tom Cody at Letterboxd. Jam Purity. All right, Tom. Tom. <laughs> Right on, man. All right. right. Very good. Cool. Fantastic. Yeah.